Today's episode of Locked On Spartans is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. On today's show, a couple of transfers, someone coming in, and the spring game. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Monday, April 26th. The year is 2021. I am your host, Will. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It is. That's the year, Matt. People forget that. I'm people. It's me. I I forget that. The year is 2021. Hmm. I'm your host, Will Hunter. Ah. Joined by my just so desperately in need of a haircut co-host, Matt Sheehan. Yeah, kind of, man. It's rough, man. Then again. It's rough. I, I'm, at, I'm also at a point, too, where it's like, ah, let's just let this thing grow. What the hell? I mean, I, I'm not a good-looking person to begin <laughs> wow. with, so what's, what's long hair, you know? What's, what's longer hair, oh, you know? Matt, you're too hard. I, I, got a face, I got a face for podcasting, Will. Uh, we, we know this by now. But, yeah, it's, let's, let, let's grow this thing down to the hips, man. Well, why not? Let's go for it. Well, it's a good thing you're podcasting, buddy. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's the beauty of it. You think I'd do this on TV? My God, no one would tune in. Um, uh, yeah, it'd be rough. It'd be rough. <laughs> on today's episode of Locked On Spartans, uh, we're going to talk about the spring practice slash scrimmage moments, some takeaways, if we have sure. any. Oh, sure we do. Oh, come on, Will. Sure we do. <laughs> um, but before that, we'll talk about uh, some transfers in and out. For the football no. program, that's planned no. for today's show. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five days a week. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Yeah, every day Ooh. for this week at least. For this week, um, this is going to be the last week I'm going to do this as a reminder, and then we're going to have to figure something else out. Locked On Spartans sure. at gmail.com. Bracket challenge, second place, third place, 39th place, and one of the people who tied for 89th. Email us, please. LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com, or I'm going to have to give away your prizes to someone else. Okay? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Okay. (laughs) You want to go transfers in or out to start, Matt? Uh, Out. Let's just make me sad. Okay. Sad first and then happiness later. Sure. Uh, A couple of members of the class of 2020. Justin Stevens and Jack Ol- is it Jake or Jack Olson? I was it's Jack, Jack Olson, I believe. I get it mixed up all the time too, but yeah, I think it's Jack. Yeah, Jake Olson was the blind long snapper for USC. Correct. Yeah, and Jack Olson was a kicker for Michigan State, but God. has entered the transfer portal, uh, and that is purely a product of Matt Coglin coming back. Um, for his ninth year. For his right? ninth year because of the <laughs> pandemic renewing a thing, and he probably, Jack Olson probably wants to go somewhere and kick uh, instead of. I, I would imagine. Yeah, because all American. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, former highly touted recruit was a, was he Under Armour All American? I, I forget. Under Army, Armour Army? All American. Yeah, yep. Under Armour All American, one of the uh, one of the better kickers in the class of 2020. So It was the Army All American. I'm sorry. Army All American. 
quick, quick turn on that one. Sorry, my bad. That's number okay. four kicker in the nation, though. Yep, That's, number four yeah. kicker in the nation, and um, on the surface. That's a, a tough loss because he was so highly thought of, highly regarded, and, you know, having a good kicker can be a big deal in college football, especially in college football because there's, like, four good kickers. <laughs> no kidding. All right. Yep. That said, I don't know if there's a position, and just this feels anecdotal, but you never know with kickers. Sometimes sure. walk-ons are fantastic, sometimes scholarship guys can't get it done it's such a fickle thing look at quinn nordeen down the road in michigan yeah uh, number one kicker sleep in his bedroom for him yes. and then he was awesome his freshman year and then next thing you know he was squid kicking field goals yeah by the end of his senior year so yeah it's a wild ride for a position yeah. in college you just you never know how it's gonna work out but he was certainly talented big strong leg and you know seems to possess the tools physically at least to be a really good kicker so that's a I'm bummer. Sad about it. It's a bummer. I'm sad about yeah, it. Yeah, it's, just, it's a bummer, but they'll find somebody else who can kick the hell out of a ball and make some field goals and bring them in for next season when uh, when Coglin <sighs> is off doing whatever, climbing a mountain or something. I got. I just. Mm, I. I'm not as like. Oh, it's okay about it. Really? As like most people are. I'm bummed about it, man. It's a like, kicker. It's, Exactly. It's a kicker in college. A kid was the number four kid in his class for a reason. He was the All-American Bowl for a reason. Listen, I'm not going to say it's like losing a five-star quarterback or anything, but listen, like you want some sort of consistency with college kicking. Like, Look how important a kicker was. You just saw Kovlin, what, bury a 51-yard in the Michigan game last year in a game you won by three. Mm -hmm. He also, the year before, shanked one from 30 and was a complete disaster for most parts of that year. Uh, and it just didn't go well. One thing I do like, though, about Michigan State and their history is, like, they've always had a consistent kicker. Like, Coughlin's been here Will since, you learn oh, how God, to say his name right, please? I, I, I won't. It's, it's Coughlin, Coughlin, or, or some form of the two. I always screw it up. Or before that, you had Geiger kicking for four years. Or before yeah. that, you had Conroy booting forever. I mean, like, they've always had continuity, which I like. <laughs> I'm not a change guy. <laughs> so... It would have been nice to have Olsen come here and kick for four years or, or whatever. I don't know. It, I'm not going to lose sleep over it, but I'm not going to be like, oh, whatever, it's fine. We'll just find another kicker down the road. Let's go to the soccer team and see what they have. Like, uh, I'm bummed. I'm bummed. I'm bummed. Well, I'm bummed. That's, that's all I'll say. I legitimately have no idea... Like, I'm looking at the list of kickers right now, the top kickers in the 2020 and 2019 class... Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of these guys ended up being good at kicking or are no, that's fair. good at that's kicking. Fair. I honestly have but, no idea. Yeah, I'm a sucker for rankings, though, Will. <laughs> so you that's are. Why I just and that's, hold on to, hey, all right, look, this kid's good. Stars matter. I appreciate stars. Uh, who doesn't? You know? do, you, do you have any idea if Evan McPherson is a good kicker? You know what, Will? You got me. Not necessarily. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling it up. He's 77% field goal, 67th in the country last year. He was, okay. No, I would, yeah, I would actually take that, I think. He was the uh, number one team. kicker in his class. He was yeah, mediocre. He's got a lot of he's room mediocre to work with. in college. Yeah, for one year. No, I, I, I believe me, I, I do get what you're saying, and it does help to hear that because yeah, anytime you lose an All American, well, I mean, a kicker, All American, it, it hurts. Do you want to know who? You know, really, I'm not losing sleep over the Will. What? Who? Uh, 
Justin Stevens necessarily? I don't know. Like I'm losing more sleep over Stevens than a kicker, and I'm not losing are much you, sleep. Are you actually? Hunter Pearson, number two kicker in the class of 2018. Two career yeah, field goal attempts at Virginia. Sure. I'm sure they were both incredible field goals. He from made them 61 both. 61 and 63 yards. <laughs> he made them both. both. Made them both. <laughs> Straight to the NFL. <laughs> hey, nice. Um, that a boy. Yeah, Justin Steve. I'm I'm certainly. Does that, does that got your goat? Does that what? My what? Does that got your goat? Does Justin Stevens leaving? Is that getting your goat right now? Or are you are you riled up about it? No. Are you peeved? Okay. All right. Um, I mean, I don't love always losing players, and he was. Uh, phys- sometimes I do. <laughs> well, he was physically like, you know, yeah, six right. six or whatever, big, but sure. He played football in Canada, and as you can imagine, the high school football in Canada is not much in terms of challenge. Prospects who come out of Canada generally are raw, need a lot of work, aren't going to be immediately contributing, and he opted out his true freshman year, which is totally fine, but that puts him behind the schedule for every single other person in his class. So... I mean, he essentially was a member of the class of 2021, but being older, probably mm-hmm. had more, like, you know, he's probably what? Fifth on the depth chart at tackle? I would, somewhere. At left yeah, tackle take or one right spot tackle. either way. You know, right, there's, it know. would take eight tackles getting hurt for him to dress and see the field. Something catastrophic, maybe like a bus rollover on the way to a game, perhaps. Yeah. And then they- I would have, yeah. honestly, I, I think Ethan Boyd probably has already jumped him, if I had to guess. It just physically looks like it, yeah, yeah. right. So, I'm not totally surprised that someone who's now been out of high school for a couple of years and is looking at sure. a depth chart where they're way at the bottom, and they're like, well, I, am I going to be moving up here? And they're like, mm, not quickly, <laughs> not quickly <laughs> at least, like it's going to take some time, yeah. and you, I I can see him being like, you know what, I I want to play soon, so maybe I'll go to Central or whatever, one of the other schools that recruited me. Sure. So, I'm, I, you know, he was – here, I'll, I'll pull up um, – I can't even pull up Michigan State's rankings because they are they were so brutal in uh, 2020 <laughs> that I can't friggin' Great. find them. Um, but he had other schools after him. I'm sure like Mac school and stuff like that. Like there, there's going to be other chances for him to, to latch on somewhere. And it just seemed like this was going to be probably too much of an uphill climb. So I'm not overly worried about it at all. As we've seen, if guys leave, they don't really have much of an issue bringing them in. Speaking of that, we should talk yeah. about one of those people and a, hmm. a particular move he pulled at the spring game, despite not officially being a member of the team. We'll do that here in a second. First word from bet online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL drafts this week, Matt. Oh my God, it is! Wow, I actually forgot about that. Yeah, well, on Good Wednesday's show, wow. we're gonna do some uh, player props from Bet Online for the NFL draft. Oh. We've also got NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball all in full swing right now. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. I hope you got your Oscars bets in. Because that's going on as we record. 
They have real-time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered for all the new scores and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. One word, Locked On, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is all wrapped up, but that doesn't mean you can't go back and listen to it, and you definitely should. You got expert analysis from guys like Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, Brian Baldinger reacting to our local experts making picks and trades for their teams. It's a full-on 1-32 through 32 mock draft with in-depth analysis on each team, their needs, potential picks. It's absolutely Fantastic. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y. Matt, if you were trying to be really, like, incognito, like, um, let's just put you in a situation. It could be any situation. And there's information about you that people are in demand of one, one, want to know, right? Your, your, your whereabouts and your future, very important yeah. to a lot of people. And a lot of people want to know about it. And you've decided I'm going to withhold this information. I'm just going to, I'm going to play it cool. Keep it close to the vest. We're not going to, you'll see when you see, right? Keeping it yeah, coy. Nothing's ever official in life. Yeah. yeah Pl- playing it coy. Yeah. Would you, um, would you then show up to perhaps a prospective place that you could end up in a shirt that identifies who you are, just has your last name on the back? Would you think that's something to do if you wanted to remain incognito, didn't want anyone to notice you or see you? Would you wear a shirt with your last name on the back? Absolutely. If I'm as good as uh, <laughs> Quaveras Crouch is at playing football, specifically linebacker for uh college sports yes i would i think um especially at a spring game where i'm looking at a linebacker depth chart that could possibly use myself in mm-hmm. in it perhaps uh, yeah well i think i would there's there, there's no need for being coy here when you are <laughs> sitting in the bleachers knowing that you could be the man of this defense transferring from one knoxville tennessee that they, yeah they play in knoxville yeah they do yeah they do that was uh that was quite the move from him. <laughs> I love that. Honestly, fell in love with the guy right when I saw that. Because you, you need some moxie. You need some swag on defense, especially mm-hmm. for, like, you know, a mm-hmm. linebacker. It's like, pfft, why wouldn't you walk around with a jersey mm-hmm. with your last name on it at all points in life? I, hell, I would do the same thing. So, just to catch everyone up to speed who's not following. Yeah, if anyone's not online 24-7, yeah. Quiveris Couch. Uh, crouch. Couch? Couch. Crouch. Couch. Crouch? Couch. Is it crouch? Crouch? Burn the crouch? It's crouch. It's not couch. Gotta burn a crouch on Cedar Village. Quaveris Crouch, who is a transfer portal linebacker, was starter for Tennessee last year, has been long rumored linked to Michigan State. We talked about a couple of the 24-7 guys putting in a crystal ball for him last week, but... This is a recruitment that has been played pretty close to the vest. There's not going to be 
a commitment graphic or video or, or anything like that. It's just wherever he ends up, he's going to show up. That's kind of been the uh, MO for this recruitment the entire way. Mm-hmm. And that, even though those of us who have heard different things or talked to people have heard like, no, it's all good. He's coming. He's, he's coming to Michigan State, you know, feeling good. Um, you still are like, okay, until it's like announced, you kind of like, well, is it really happening? Why isn't, you know, there's some nerves there. There's some like, okay, I, I feel good, but there's still a part of me that's not ready to buy in yet. And then he shows up to the spring game wearing a Michigan State baseball jersey with his last name and number on it. <laughs> boss moves only, baby. Let's go. Just absolutely <laughs> yeah. boss moves only. That was not even in a prime seat, like end zone no, seat, roughly thirty rows away from. Yeah, that's way awesome. Up. Just he, he's hey, athletes are like us. You know, it's great. Yeah, yeah. popped in there, sitting and by himself. Like that was hilarious. Absolutely love, love that play. Yeah, fantastic. Um. So, and apparently someone um, noticed him, because last name, certainly, and, and asked to take a picture. Someone who had known, like, hey, can I take a picture? Took a picture with some people, and they said, we won't post this on social media, uh, so Tennessee doesn't see it if you don't want to. And apparently the response was, you can post it. You can post. You can send it right to Tennessee. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> so <right. laughs> Send it straight to Knoxville personally. Yeah, <laughs> so right. uh, I, I feel like we can consider that secured. Right, all but, all, all but. but, yeah. Seems I mean, like, <laughs> seems like that's going to be happening. So that's pretty good. Uh, college sports are crazy; anything could happen. But I, you know, I'll slap a ninety-nine percent label on this. I feel comfortable doing that. It is uh, a strong ninety-nine yeah. percent. Um, let's transition to the actual stuff that was happening on the field, and we'll talk. It won't just sure. be this. We have a couple days here to talk more about spring football and what happened, but. Matt, I wanna, I wanna ask you to start us off. Yeah, please. What is the absolute a number one thing it can be about the team, coaches, position group, the broadcast, anything? The what is your a number one takeaway? What is the one thing that you are remembering most about this spring football experience? God, I'd love to say something funny right now, but honest to God, the number one thing is that retiring probably saved Mark Antonio's life, man. Like he, <laughs> he he looked like he reverse aged ten Shining. years on television, he dude. Was like glowing. He, oh, it's it's like he's taking the field in Pasadena, man. The, the, the guy looked good, so <laughs> that, that was nice seeing him. Now, as far as on the field, um, yeah, Cade McDonald is probably the next Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, Danny Amendola, <laughs> okay. some some form of those three. Um, Blair White, perhaps, excuse me, Blair White, definitely. Yes. You can't forget him. Um, yeah, w- without a doubt there. Uh, our secondary is going to give up 600 yards per game. Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, oh, Trey Mosley uh, clearly uh, has gotten beat on the depth chart and is now probably uh, <laughs> 6'3", wide receiver, right? I mean, um, yeah. Didn't see him at all in the field. No, I, that's honestly like, I'll give you a real one. How about that? I'll, I'll quit dicking around and, and give you a real one. Thanks. Um, my number one thing that I got actually isn't even an answer. It's still a bigger question mark, and I'll explain what I'm talking about. It, we talked a few weeks ago about what they said about the quarterback battle between Thorne and Russo and that it's a competition, right? Yep. The, the number one thing I took away from the spring game is – no, like this is actually a competition. That was not coach speak. Thorne yeah. looked 
I mean, just better than he finished last year, albeit like physical or zip on the ball, what what have you. And also Russo, yeah, like he he's got I guess a little ways to go, but you know he showed good things too. Like he's obviously a big, physically imposing guy. He had a nice touch on the deep ball to read. Um, but here's the thing too: it's like I, I know Russo said that he is going through his I think it's fourth offensive coordinator switch in the last four years, and I know he said that oh he's used to this and he's comfortable with that. And that's all great, but eventually, like, when does that not become a good thing? Like, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. I get that like, you're comfortable with always changing. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing, though. Like, you're still learning a new offense, and I think it's yeah. pretty clear that, you know, there are some things to learn. But then again, like, I'm not saying that Thor won the competition. I, I'd be an idiot to say that. There's five months until the season here. I'm just saying that, no, they weren't BSing when they said that, no, it's going to be neck and neck between Thorne and Russo because, yeah, I, I like what I saw from Thorne. Did I like what I saw from Russo? Sure, why not? But yeah, I think there is a little bit of ways to go here. So yeah, the, the biggest answer I received is that there is no answer yet at quarterback, and it wasn't just a bunch of smoke. So I mean, I yeah. know that's probably the obvious takeaway that everyone got, but yeah, that, that's my number one biggest takeaway. And at this point, there shouldn't be an obvious answer at quarterback. Like Peyton Thorne, realistically, mm-hmm. should, after just 15 practices be ahead of Anthony Russo, like just in terms of how he looks within the function of the offense. Right. Mm -hmm. I still think Russo is like a a more talented guy and more like, I don't know if if I had to start someone right now, just like in a generic offense, I would pick Russo over Thorne, but Thorne knows this offense so much better has been in it for so much longer. Right, the chemistry, right. Yeah, he's thrown to these guys a, a lot more. Like, I wasn't surprised at all that he looked, I would say, marginally better. I thought Russo kind of settled in and, and finally made some nice throws after a couple of misfires. And we got to remember, for both of those guys, like, it was raining, there were some missed throws, there were some bad decisions. It's also, like, they ran, like, 14 plays. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm right. I'm almost reading, like, literally nothing into what either quarterback did uh on Saturday. The the thing you mentioned about you know the the negative side of having to learn yet another offense is think about like the next couple of months. What is Peyton Thorne gonna do? He's gonna be off for a few weeks, come back, summer workouts, whatever. He's gonna work on uh, mechanics, maybe his steps, maybe he, you know, opens up too much on certain throws and he's going to work on fine, fine tuning that. And, you know, I got to see how I can throw my posts a little bit better, work on my drop steps a little bit. My footwork's not perfect yet. What is Anthony Russo going to do? He's going to study the playbook. He's going to study the playbook. He's going to study the playbook because he has to mm-hmm. learn the playbook because he's a year behind on that. He doesn't have as much sort of bandwidth to use on other things like his own mechanics or getting better at certain things. Whereas Thorne has said like, Hey, I feel like I've got this offense down. I know it inside and out. And now it's just a matter of doing it more. Like he doesn't have to spend time in the playbook. He's got it. He's got it down. He's ready to go. Sure. So that's um, something that can be a negative side effect. Cause Russo, as you saw, and I thought Jared Denardo did a good job pointing this out. He's still a guy with like flawed mechanics in some ways. And honestly, when 
you go through whatever it was, four different offensive coordinators in that shorter period of time, you're probably going to get different coaching points <laughs> on mechanics because everyone, that's the funny thing imagine. about quarterbacks, everyone has sort of their own idea of what the proper quarterbacking mechanics are. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that he still has things to work on. Mechanically, I, I think, you know, once he gets the offense down, irons things out, he'll be able to sort of edge out Peyton Thorne. But again, like I've said a million times, if Peyton Thorne wins this job, we should all feel really, really good about his ability to be the quarterback at Michigan State for the next couple of years. That would be, like, it's not a loss. I think they're they're both. No, no, it's fine. They're both solid options. Um, yeah, and if you're beating out a guy who came here for his fifth year, who didn't come here to sit the bench, if you're mm-hmm. beating him out, like, my God, that, that just screams that you're the guy. So, yeah, yeah, and. Totally. And Russo's a competent quarterback. He can do a lot of really good things. So if, if Thorne's at a point where he's better than him in the fall, that bodes well for Michigan State. All right, let's pause here. We'll come back and do more of our spring game reaction. First word from Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar's. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious, Matt. Yes, sir. Even more delicious. Delicious. They have 18 amazing flavors that are part of the base set of flavors. And they've got so many new flavors that are like limited time and things are unveiling uh, that get to stick in the rotation. Like, I don't know, birthday cake, Matt, maybe a little churro puff action. Banana Mm. cream puff is also fantastic. All the cookie dough and brownie chunk bars are just, they all slap. Every last one of them slaps. So sure. That's all fantastic, and these bars are not just delicious on your taste buds. They are delicious on your body. Butter! They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Great for a keto diet. Great for any diet, really. It's great for you. Great for me. Great for anything. And right now, you can go to BillPar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED, the number 15, all one word, and you'll get 15% off your next order. It's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. At BuiltBar.com. This year, the Lockdown Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Drafts live. Get insight and analysis from Lockdown local experts and the Draft Network's team of national experts. Subscribe to the Lockdown NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. Uh, and I think Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday, because we don't have to worry about being ready for the first day of the draft. <laughs> um, oh, come on. You're being <laughs> negative, Will. Come on. <laughs> we also don't need to worry about, probably don't need to worry about the second day. I don't see uh, Shakur Brown going in the third round. Uh, but we will. Uh, maybe. <laughs> nah. We thought Josiah Scott might, and he went in the fourth round. Um, I know. I'm thinking like fifth, maybe sixth for uh, Shakur Brown. But sixth, yeah. we will talk more about them later in the week. Shakur Brown, Naquan Jones, and Antoine Simmons. Their draft prospects were, we've seen them in mocks. Have we seen them in mocks? Will the draft streak continue? And then, of course, on Wednesday, we will have Bet Online's uh, Fade Friday, where we'll give you a bunch of different prop bets. We honestly, we should do that. We could talk about this Wednesday or Thursday. Maybe the entire Thursday show is just prop bets, NFL draft prop bets. And if there's Ooh. any sort of news from us, you will cover it at the jump and then prop bets after. Let's do that. Sure. You want to do that? Let's get let's nuts. Do that. Yeah, let's get let's crazy. Let's be crazy people, Will. Yeah, let's, let's just be nuts. get crazy. <laughs> yes. Speaking of crazy. 
Uh, cracking myself up over here. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that really stuck out to me about this spring game practice, and this um, this is something that's been mentioned before. Uh, players have mentioned it. Different coaches have mentioned it. Uh, Tucker himself has certainly mentioned it as an emphasis. Mm-hmm. Those men and women do not waste a second of time during those practice. are efficient practices man those oh, are efficient I, I love it they are moving baby they are I moving know. the entire time and it's not just players did you see i noticed it a lot with um it was every single position coach but did you see running backs coach william Peegler? did you see willie p friend of the show during those mm-hmm. live reps Dude, like in between, like the assistant coaches and also like the assistant trainers and what have you, like they they ran more than an English Premier League midfielder yeah. during yeah. that practice, man. Like they're they logging some he was steps chasing at, at, at a pace. At he a pace, was, <laughs> you're watching running backs like run through the practice arm tackles like they do, and then you got Beagler running behind him, screaming at him to keep going, and he's running yeah. too. It's like, and then. Kapilovic is running after the offensive linemen to finish their blocks, and Ron Burton's running in, and Harlan Barnett's running. It's they're just running. Everyone's running. I, I would trust Coach Cap to make a pull block for yes. uh, Piegler on third and one. I, I would. <laughs> they I would, would trust that combination right there. They would. <laughs> they would absolutely convert. Yeah, like what were you thinking? Like just watching that because it took me a minute, but I was like, oh man, they're freaking moving. Uh, yeah, man. It, it, I mean. Pfft. Uh, time is a wasting. We only got two hours to do this. So let's get it popping. So you know, it, it's nice. And I'm sure a lot of college um, practices were like that. Sure. I'm sure you know the, the D'Antoni era was like that to a sense. But no, like there there is something about making sure every minute of your practice counts. I mean, well, players I, I know it sounds so lame, but man, they they were getting after it, and you could definitely tell the change in energy that uh, Mel Tucker's brought to the program that has been talked about the last year. Yeah, I mean, year I mean, a month. I'm sure the practices in the D'Antonio era were not easy and just farting around. No, but, I don't think it was a picnic necessarily. No, right? but players have said just in terms of like intensity and movement and like just the way they operate, it's much, it's different than, than it was. It's they're, like they're always moving and the intensity is higher and right, it, right. it's just, uh, I don't know, it seems like it's almost like a more stressful environment practice than it was like, yeah, practice is hard, but now practice seems really damn hard. And I love that they made that format too for what they did on Saturday. You know, like yeah. I, listen, the, the scrimmage is fun. It's awesome. It, it's it's close to live football. You get to see all these guys in action. But sure. there's some cool like going to peek behind the curtain because yeah. I, I don't know this for a fact, but I imagine that's kind of what practices are like all the time there. I mean, it seemed pretty. Mm-hmm. You know, you get 15 of these. It seemed like pretty rehearsed and that they knew what they were you know going on and so yeah it was it, it was just cool to get a look um to see what what a practice is like in the Mel Tucker era so <laughs> yeah I don't I don't think they were putting on a show for us this wasn't a Broadway spectacle no, no. they didn't break out in a high school musical dance number although that would have been nice um, <laughs> that been you know crazy. I did lo- I, I I did love the sprints at the end of practice though yeah, like 10 sets hell yeah her Brooks, get on the line. Uh, give me the keys. We'll shut the stadium down. Um, they should have just done that for the full 90 minutes. Just like <laughs> just no gassers. no balls, no pads, just getting out there and just uh, – we're going to show the world. We're going to be the most conditioned Big Ten team out here. Yeah. Uh, start running suicides until you throw off. Get, get out there. Ugh. I used to hate the, the 10 sets of 10 at the end of practice in high school. Yeah, understandable. We would, yeah. We would do it with a cadence, though. Um and if anyone jumped, false started, it didn't count. Uh, yep. 
Yeah. Oh, see, we had where you'd have to restart the whole thing. Maybe so, like, it was if you had your second to last one. Like, oh, okay, back to ten. Let's go. Yeah. And maybe it was that we also didn't have water. And no. <laughs> sure, of course. Yeah, stretching was a foreign concept. Oh, <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Like, so, any other, like real takeaways that you have or no? I, did Did I have any? Um, nothing like major. I thought Michael Dowell looked good, and not just the interception. I thought he was making some plays and. He started sure. to flash a little bit last year, uh, and so he's a guy I've been kind of like eyeing. It's like, okay, we'll see. Can he sort of make a step into like, oh, he's now a really good, consistent player instead of just occasionally flashing? Mm-hmm. I need to still go back and rewatch a little bit more. I thought Kendall Brooks did some things. Uh, the D2 transfer didn't look out of place athletically, certainly. Um, so that was good to see from him. Uh, offensive line, really tough to tell anything with so many guys out. Uh, AJ Curie was out. JD Duplain was out. And those are two projected mm-hmm. starters that moved Horst to left tackle, which moved <clears throat> Jarvis to right tackle, which brought Carrick up, uh, to right guard. It appears that Allen Samak is a true battle at center. And I sure. kind of thought it would be, I still think Samak's a little bit better player than Matt Allen, but they, you know, the staff knows better than I, and they'll certainly pick whoever's going to do a better job. Allen won the job mm-hmm. last year, so he very well could win it again uh, this year, but we'll see on that. So it's tough to tell much with the offensive line. Uh, and I'll go back and see some of the live reps too. Uh, Jalen Hunt looks awesome. He's a really good player. Defensive line was encouraging, but like, yeah. I think there's got to be, a, a, you know, we got to meet in the middle somewhere between the defensive line looking good and, yeah, that it was kind of a patchwork Certainly. offensive line for yep. sure. I don't want to be the biggest no, Debbie Downer duh. in the world, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, or Simeon Barrow look great too. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, there could be something so there nice with Barrow. Slade, you remember, Slade wasn't playing out there. I think Slade was out. Right, right. So between yeah. Slade Hunt, Deshaun Mallory, you feel like you got three pretty solid interior guys. Simeon Barrow looked nice. Maverick Hansen is looking bigger. Jeff Petrowski looks way bigger. Uh, so that was nice to see. We know the defensive ends feel pretty good about them. There was sure. a linebacker on the field who could play snaps, <laughs> potentially. I mean, yeah, we'll see what, what uh, happens. Cole, Cole DeMarzo had some nice moments. Yeah, Cole DeMarzo is a nice yeah. long athlete. He's got to fill out a little bit more. But he's, he's a redshirt freshman. He can fill out a little bit more. He was a safety I wonder if they've ever school. thought about throwing him at safety. You know, He like, was a safety like... in high school. Right, so I wonder like if that would ever be a thing they'd consider again. If like he doesn't I don't know fill if he's out. fast know. enough. I don't know. That could be it. Sure. Yeah, I think they saw him as like, okay, we're going to move you down to the linebacker, and you'll be a nice athlete at linebacker, but at safety it might be a little tough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the receivers Ian certainly Stewart looked, looked nice. That was cool. Yeah, I mean. nice, some nice catches from Ian Stewart. Noah Kim has improved a ton. I have to say, yeah. Yeah. I, Noah, I mean, it's, he's, it's, he's, he's got to get bigger. He's 6'2", 180, whatever, but that's okay. He was he was small coming out of high school. Um, he's probably as good as you could feel about your number three quarterback yeah, yeah. at this point. Theo Day. Feel. Tough, tough. Theo Day got a rep and overthrew he's, it. He's vibing. It's all good. He's vibing. Um, but no, Noah Kim, like, he, he's, he, he was a good okay. athlete. Yeah, he was a good <laughs> yeah. athlete coming out of high school, had a strong arm. Everything else needed some work. Mechanically... It was a mess, pocket stuff. Like, he would take a snap, run around, and, and huck it. That was kind of what he did in high school. Um, sure. But he looked a lot more polished. He looked calm. He looked poised. He was making reads. He was, uh, you know, having proper footwork within the pocket, his drops, stuff like that, and looked, you know, threw some nice balls, too. So that was encouraging. Yeah. Um, 
it makes me think like, okay, next year, let me see what this kid looks like. There might be something here. Uh, if something, I don't know, Peyton Thorne doesn't work out or, or whatever, right? It's like, okay, there might be another option here. It won't be immediately jump to Ham Fay because that's all we've got left, right? Yeah, sure, of so, course. Um, yeah, that'll be intriguing to see moving forward. Other than that, I don't know. Walker looked good. I thought all the running backs did a decent job. Yeah, didn't do a ton of running, but that's fine. I nah. mean, I, I nah. wanted to see them air it out too for this quarterback battle. So, yeah, yeah so it's fine, fine in my book. Yeah. I have faith that all these running backs can run a football. Okay, yeah, yeah, I do too. Um, and we can get more into uh, all this stuff because we just kind of squeeze through, sped through those last few that's things. But be bopping, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. So, well, we'll do more of this tomorrow. We'll get more in depth on. Um, I don't know. I'm going to watch tonight and tomorrow. Well, Sunday night into Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, another round and a little bit more in depth slowly. So I'll have some different takes uh, as well. A little bit more informed takes. Uh, but that's going to do it for us here on Lockdown Spartans. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more spring ball recap and, uh, I don't know, football, basketball news. There's some recruiting whisperings out there. So maybe we'll have something to address in that arena as well right review subscribe to the podcast you can find us wherever you get your podcast matt you got trivia yeah i got trivia uh the question is can you name the michigan state wrestler who was nope. a 2004 inductee in the national wrestling hall of fame oh uh, rashad evans no it's you see that that's where my, my mind was going to it's a gentleman by the name of don bem Mm. b-e-h-m don if you're uh if you're listening right now congrats on the pod we'd love to have you on yeah congrats too all right guys go green